Hi there. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast, and I am Karen. Very happy you're here with me today. Whatever day this is you're listening to this, I'm so glad that you are. And I hope that you will be um, very gracious and kind to me and share this with somebody else. I would really appreciate it. All right. Today's podcast is titled Pray and Pray Some More. But before I get into that, I wanted to let you know that if you would like some more information about this podcast, about my ministry, which includes podcasting, speaking, writing, being a comedian for hire, whatever it is that I have listed on my website today, go on out to womaninspired.com. You will enjoy it. And I'd also like to encourage you, in case you're wondering, hey, who is this woman? And what is she about? Why should we have her come speak at our event? Click on my other podcast episodes, which are also on womaninspired.com and tune into those. Also, there is uh, an interview done with me by The Jar Podcast on the podcast page on my website. Click into that and you'll hear all the good things. All right. So today I'm going to share with you some pod quotes that have to do with our episode. The first one is one that I absolutely love by William McGill. He says, the value of consistent prayer is not that God will hear us, but that we will hear him. Love that. And I really love this one as well. Okay. This one just, it hits me. All right. Uh, This is by Edwin Harvey. A day without prayer is a day without blessing. And a life without prayer is a life without power. Love that. I'm going to repeat it. A day without prayer is a day without blessing and a life without prayer is a life without power. Absolutely love that because I do believe and I have seen it for myself that there is power in prayer. Definitely power in prayer. If you've not experienced that, I hope that maybe today's podcast will encourage you to start and maintain a positive, effectual prayer life. So I'm glad you joined me. But one of the reasons I felt compelled um, to talk about prayer is just because I've felt uh, led and convicted to step up my own prayer life and my own prayer time. Because oftentimes, you know, many people in the body of Christ just assume that all of us have this effectual, consistent prayer life. And I've had it on and off, on and off, like a lot of us do. Um, but not everyone under the sun knows how to pray. We just kind of assume that everybody does. We think that if someone goes to church, they know how, um, it it can be very difficult to get into a good prayer routine. And I don't know anybody who has it down perfectly all the time. Well, so today I'm not going to assume that anyone does, or that maybe you even have a a, a regular routine or regular prayer life. Instead, I want to share with you some pretty much practical tips. I can say that pretty much practical, (laughs) pretty much practical tips and steps to starting in case you haven't started yet, or you need to restart your prayer life and maintaining a healthy, effective prayer life. Because again, there is a definite assumption in the body of Christ. And I think in most churches and religious organizations in general, that those who enter the building and call themselves a Christian must surely have a powerful, consistent, and effective prayer life. 
prayer is the mainstay of Christianity, is it not? I mean, so I can understand why some people think that because you enter a building, you must know how to pray. But you go to any Christian social media site and you're going to find umpteen memes, encouraging posts and, and quoted scripture. But let me tell you something. The Pew Research Studies, uh, if you've never looked those up, Pew Research is Study is, um, is an organization. And they found that uh, only 55% of adults in the U.S. claim to pray daily. 55%. That's less than, that, that's a little bit more than half, but, but just under half that don't. And 16% claim to pray only once a week with a whopping 23% saying that they seldom, if ever, pray. That seldom, if ever. So we can't assume that everyone who sits in a pew or attends an online church from home knows how to pray, let alone prays every single day. Or maybe they don't even understand the power that there is in prayer. So sadly, when someone visits a church, the automatic assumption is they know how to set up a purposeful, healthy prayer life if they don't already have one. Yet, if the church isn't teaching this, how will anybody learn? How's anybody going to know? So whether you've been praying for years and have a pretty good prayer routine going on, or you haven't ever dipped your toe or bent your knee to pray before, I hope this session encourages you to start creating a healthy, purposeful prayer life for yourself. And maybe you can share with other people because prayer is is the key to a healthy spiritual life, and there is so much power in it. So let me start off by asking you this question. Do you find it difficult to find time to pray? Anyone? Anyone besides me? <laughs> Did I just hear a duh out there somewhere? Of course it's it's hard to find time to pray. Are you unsure maybe even where to start? Whether you used to have a meaningful, effectual prayer life and now you no longer do, or you're looking to have one and you've never had it before, I just want to tell you there is hope. Don't give up. Some people might be asking, why? Why does it even really matter? I mean, other people pray for us, right? People say it all the time. Oh, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. People in church are praying. They get up and lead. They're praying. Family, friends maybe we're covered. Maybe we're, we're covered with tons of prayer. But I'd like you to remember that prayer isn't just the key to getting something to, that you want or praying for an emergency or something in need. It's the cornerstone to an intimate relationship with the Lord. That's That's where the power is, is in your relationship with the Lord. So what is prayer? Okay. It's actually a dialogue between you and God. Pretty simple, and yet it's more than words. It's also your attitude and your, your expression of your heart and your spirit towards God. It, it's really one of the greatest privileges that God has given us because it allows us to participate in a relationship with him and be a part of his work here on this earth. I mean, have you ever thought um, about how maybe, maybe you're not gifted. Maybe that's what you think. You're not gifted. We all have some sort of gift and talent for the Lord. But the one thing that every single person is gifted and privileged to do is to pray, whether you're praying for someone else or just praying for direction and guidance from the Lord, you get to pray every single one of us. It's a pretty even playing field. We all have that opportunity and that ability. 
So have you ever been a witness to the power of prayer? I have. I really have. Um, and, and, but be honest and, and check yourself here, even if you have. I'm wondering here right now, as you're listening to this, do you have a true, meaningful, consistent prayer life and a, and a prayer routine? I'm wondering. The Bible says we're supposed to pray without ceasing. And a lot of, a lot of people yet can't talk. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just kidding. All right. You know, a lot of people um, have yet to even really begun to pray. You know, just saying grace at dinner time is not <laughs> a consistent, effective, powerful prayer life. But if prayer is so important and so effective, then why do you suppose we do it so little? For some of us who do pray, we oftentimes get stuck in kind of this event and crisis-oriented prayer life, and it's what we hear, unfortunately, in a lot of churches. It's event and crisis-oriented. I, I call it a desperate prayer life. Okay, that means people only pray over a certain thing, or or, or when there is a a need. Maybe somebody has a health problem. A, 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 a I don't know, relationship issue or their financial issue. And that's when we pray that that's just intercede on their behalf. Boom. We praise God. Then that's it. We're done. Okay. But the word prayer comes from the Latin word precarious, which means to obtain by begging or to entreat or, or to ask for and beseech in earnest. And it's so significant that prayer in, in the Bible is mentioned 460 times. Prayer is more than words, though, and it, it's an attitude and, like I said, a heartfelt expression towards God and, again, the way we get to communicate with our Creator. So think for just a second about your relationship with your spouse or, or your employer or a close friend or your child. What would it be like if you only communicated with them for 10 minutes a day or less? Now, some people would prefer to communicate only 10 minutes a day with their spouse, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but what would it look like, though, if you communicated every single day for less than 10 minutes with somebody that you love? It doesn't make for much of a relationship, does it? And yet the most important relationship that any of us can have is with the Lord. And most people spend less than 10 minutes a day praying and talking to him. And sometimes we don't even listen. You know, it's ironic because I have no doubt that if the way we had access to communicate with God was, I don't know, through social media or text messaging, people would do it in a heartbeat. If you knew you could send a tweet to God <laughs> or slip into his direct messages, you know, in his DMs, you'd do it, wouldn't you? I would. I would do it. <laughs> I'd still talk to him otherwise, but I'd do it. That's pretty much immediate answers, right? If he's texting you back, wow. You don't have to worry about discernment. It's just right there in black and white. But that's not how it works. And what we get to do through prayer is actually so much easier and even more convenient than grabbing a cell phone and making sure you have Wi-Fi or data or even typing it in. Then why don't we do it? Why don't we work on a more consistent, purposeful prayer life? I think really just in my own thinking that there are a myriad of reasons depending on who you are. But I think the greatest answer to that is we don't know how. We don't know how to either pray or when we do know how to pray, we don't know how to make it consistent. So plain and simple, we're stuck and we don't know what to do with it. 
We don't know how to make time and make it a priority because so many of us live these busy, chaotic lives or we're so attuned and used to allowing other things to get in the way um, and, and become a distraction to us. I believe, though, that prayer and an intimate relationship with the Lord is the key to being spiritually healthy inside and out. It's the key to better mental and emotional health. It's the key to better relationships, the key to walking in our gifts for the Lord. It's the key to having spiritual strength. It's so important. You know, it doesn't take modern technology. It doesn't take batteries or recharging anything to pray. It doesn't take in-depth theological or biblical knowledge either, by the way, to pray and, and have a relationship with the Lord. It takes time. It takes heart. It takes effort. It takes desire and consistency. So I'm going to share with you some things that you can do to help your prayer life become more meaningful and purposeful and consistent. But first of all, I'm going to share with you a few things that do not count as having a consistent, meaningful prayer life and an intimate relationship with the Lord, even though we like to think they do and they look good, right? Or they sound good. So number one, downloading your favorite hymn or worship song as your cell phone ringtone. That is just not getting any closer to the Lord or in a deeper relationship with the Lord. Sorry, might look good, sound good, might make you feel good, but that doesn't count. Uh, number two, reading a devotional about someone else's prayer life. Now, that can be inspiring. Absolutely. I even wrote a devotional. They're beautiful and wonderful tools um, that kind of can help you get to a place of being able to pray, but they don't take the place of praying. Number three, forwarding spiritual and prayerful Christian memes to your friends and family members. It, uh, yeah, that's just it speaks on its own. Number four, <laughs> posting prayer requests on your social media or saying you're taking prayer requests and or reading other people's inspirational posts on social media. That does not take the place of talking to the Lord and listening to the Lord. That's talking about the Lord. Totally different thing. So yes, all of these are not, aren't necessarily bad things. They can be good things. Uh, but doing these things does not mean they're helping you with your prayer life or to create a deeper relationship with the Lord. No more than going to a church and sitting in a pew means you're a Christian. And there's that, that old saying, that quote that says, sitting in a pew in a church no more makes you a Christian than sitting in a garage makes you a car, right? Very true. So here's the thing. What can you do? Number one, first and foremost and I'm, I'm glad you all are being patient with me because I don't usually do lists on my podcast, right? I don't normally do the six steps to ABCD or the ABCD to six steps. I don't usually do that. But I felt really compelled to break this down uh, because I'm, I'm afraid that I'm one of the people who have assumed that if you walk in the doors of the church, you know how to pray. It's become very apparent to me that it's not true. So this is why I'm doing this. So what can you do? Number one, first and foremost, you need to turn to the word of God. Sometimes we need help and inspiration to get us in a mental place to be able to pray, or we don't know what to say when we start praying. You don't need to be fancy or flowery in your speech. You just need your to pour out your, your heart and your mind to the Lord. But if you're unsure, open the Bible and start reading. A great place to start is always the book of Psalms. Like I said a minute ago, reading a devotional 
not a bad thing. Most of them do have scripture in them and some sort of encouragement or guidance for your day. But what better help can there be than straight through God's word? You don't have to carry the whole Bible around with you all day long, (laughs) but keep it maybe where you can see it and use it easily. You can always keep a Bible in your car. Um, Keep one in your desk at work. Keep one at your bedside table. One in your prayer room if you have a room designated for prayer. Um, A a little note here, though. During your personal prayer time, your quiet time, don't use the Bible app on your phone. It just opens you up for distraction. You can also try taking bits of, of paper, index cards, and writing scriptures on them. So whatever it is that helps you to be able to pick up some sort of Bible verse or scripture from the Word at a moment's notice, do it. Um, again, I, I hesitate to say, use the Bible app. I, I think it's a poor idea because that just sets you up to get distracted on your phone. Somebody call you, text you, uh, whatever, some sort of notification come across it, but all those other things, whatever you think will resonate and help you do it, try it, try one, try the other, whatever it is, because sometimes we're so caught up in the chaos and the craziness and our to-do list that things get to swirling around in our heads so much that we can't figure out where to even start to pray. Or maybe we haven't done it in a long time, so we feel like we're at a loss. But if you read the Word of God, it immediately puts your mind into a a focus on the Lord. You know, I know my husband has little bits of scripture and cards usually on his dashboard in his truck. And I do the same thing in different places around the house because we never know when we're going to need it. And frankly, as you get older, most of the time your memory isn't as good. And and for those of us who have had memory issues in the past, you think you have scripture memorized, but sometimes you get into such a mental or emotional state that you can't bring it up when you need it. So it's great to actually have the physical word at your fingertips. All right, so number two, try really hard to pray at the same time in the same place every day. I know right now you might be thinking, what? There is no way that's possible. But it really is. It just takes some concentrated effort. Make sure that you find a place where it's quiet. And I know, I know when my kids were little, that was not an easy task. It doesn't matter if it's in the bathroom, though, and you have to close the door. Uh, It can be in a closet. It can be in the treehouse or sitting in your car in the garage. I mean, you may have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning so you can grab half an hour of alone time with God before anyone else gets up or before you start your morning routine to head off to work or something. Or you, you might have to stay up till midnight, shut off the Netflix, back away from the Amazon Prime, <laughs> put the laundry down, pack the lunches earlier, whatever it is that you need to do to take 30 minutes a day, the same time of day, every single day to have some quiet time with the Lord, do it. You know, they say if you do something uh, seven times in a row, it becomes a habit. You know, like seven days in a row, it'll become a habit, whether it's good or bad. This is a good thing. Try it for seven days and see if it makes a difference to you. I know everyone hearing my voice right now spends at least half an hour of time most days doing something frivolous or even wasteful. We all do it, whether it's scrolling through social media or watching shows we may or may not really enjoy on TV or arguing with somebody, driving through Starbucks and waiting in line for coffee, whatever it is that you need to to give up one of those things or something else I've not mentioned, give it up. You can give up 10 minutes of this, 
or 10 minutes of that and then another 10 minutes someplace else in your day to give the Lord 30 minutes of your time. I know you can. You can do it. All right. Number three, pray out loud if at all possible. Pray out loud. You know, for a lot of us, it's so easy to start daydreaming and get sidetracked during prayer. And when you say the words you want to say to God out loud, whether it's in a full voice or even in a whisper, you're far less likely to start daydreaming or thinking about your to-do list or some hurt you have that maybe you've been holding on to or some ache or pain and kind of go down a rabbit hole mentally. So if you start to get distracted with worry, anxiety, or pain, that's stuff that you can take to the Lord as part of your prayer time. And those are some of the things that you can take to him in 30 minutes as part of that 30 minute prayer time. But if you're wanting to remember something, you're far more likely to remember it if you write it down. And if you're wanting to stay track, stay on track and, and not get distracted, sometimes saying it out loud or praying it out loud helps with keeping your mind on track and keeping it from wandering. So if you're tired or you're weary or you're emotional, you know, you have a thousand things on your mind, it's much harder to think about 10 other things while you're speaking it out loud. So now if you're new to praying, let me just say this, you don't have to speak out loud for the Lord to hear your prayer. That's not how it works. You don't have to speak out loud. He can hear your thoughts, whether you like it or not. He can hear your thoughts. So this is not a mandate that you speak your prayer out loud because the Lord hears you either way. But if you easily get distracted, I encourage you to try praying out loud and see if it works for you. All right. Number four, be cautious with your prayer list. What does that mean, Karen? Well, good question. <laughs> we can all likely make out a prayer list that's an arm's length long. Uh, it, it's, but it's what you should do or not do during prayer that matters. And what I mean by that is you're trying to establish a consistent prayer time in a relationship with the Lord, right? This is what I'm talking about. So is speaking out a long list of names and requests the best way to make use of your prayer time? to begin with. In other words, if all we're doing is reciting a list, kind of like it's a grocery list or a to-do list, are we praying effective, powerful, meaningful prayers? Now, intercessory prayer, which is what I'm talking about, is praying for other people, um, praying for someone else and interceding on their behalf. That's part of being a prayer warrior. No doubt, absolutely. It's essential to helping take care of the body of Christ um, and people that you love because you want to intercede on their behalf with the Lord, right? We want to cover people in prayer. We want other people to cover us in prayer. However, mere intercession, in other words, only interceding for other people during your prayer time is not going to help you develop a personal relationship with the Lord or create a spiritual healthy habit. It's just not. I mean, how many times have you heard people in public or in a small group or even in church and, and they literally go down a list and it sounds something like, Father God, please be with David and his wife. Help the budget committee as they make plans for the new year. We ask for help with Cecilia's surgery. Um, please intervene in our government situation, Lord. And 
We ask you for peace in the Middle East, um, safety for all those who are traveling, a gallon of milk, some chocolate chip cookies, a loaf of bread. Oh, oh wait, wrong list. <laughs> That's what it begins to sound like. Now, uh, it just does. So that doesn't mean that the words don't matter. That doesn't mean that that prayer doesn't matter. It does. Um, however, it's important not to just pray a list that has content, but it's but to pray with intent. So intent to help others, intent to communicate with God, intent to beseech and ask in earnest, not ask because it's on a long list and you're afraid not to. Make sure that you don't get stuck on going over a list because if you have too much on your list, are you actually praying effectively? Are you going to communicate with God as you should during your private quiet time if you're just reciting a list? By all means, set aside another time for intercessory prayer. Absolutely. And share that prayer list with the Lord then. You can even pray throughout the day in an intercessory mode. But first you have to be in a full, solid, healthy spiritual state to be able to to have true, effective, meaningful prayer that can intercede on someone else's behalf. Again, don't get me wrong. The Lord hears every single prayer. Even if you just say, Lord, help me. He hears it and he honors every effort. However, when you're in a real relationship with the Lord, there is power that comes from that relationship. So you must put that relationship first. The Bible tells us not to give him lip service. Did you know that Isaiah 29, 13 says, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship for me is based on merely human rules. They have been taught. So I encourage you, don't let your prayers come from some human obligation and end up coming from an empty place or a weary heart that's not in the right place at the right time. It needs to have the right intention behind it. So you need to establish that relationship with the Lord first. The people that you intercede for and on behalf of deserve full heartfelt intention, full time, heartfelt, meaningful prayers for them, not just them being a part of a list because you're told that's what you're supposed to do. So when you pray and you mean it from the depth of who you are, the power that comes through that prayer, it's going to blow you away. It just really is. Okay, number five, keep a notepad handy. Yeah, sometimes when I'm praying, even if I'm praying out loud, I do get sidetracked. It's part of the human condition. Some thought about something I forgot to do or I need to remember to do or, or check on might pop into my head. So if I have a piece of paper and a pen with me, you know, or a notepad and a pencil, I can really easily jot down that small item and then move on. It might be a little interruption for just a few seconds, uh, but it will be small in comparison to letting my thoughts totally distract me for my entire prayer time because I'm afraid I'll forget what it was that I remembered in that moment. And I don't want to rush through my prayer time or forego it all together because I'm afraid somewhere in this old noggin of mine that I'll forget that thing that I need to do. So I also have times when the Lord gives me what I think are great ideas or personal revelations and insights during my prayer time. And I've learned 
to write these down too, or I'll forget them. So you would be amazed at how inspiring and encouraging it is to go back and read those small words of inspiration or ideas that come during your intimate prayer time. Remember, this is your time with God. It's your one-on-one with him. And there is no better time to ask of him whatever it is you need to ask to praise him and thank him or to listen to him. Okay, number six, prepare your body before you pray. Now, that might sound nutty <laughs> to some people um, like or to some others, it might sound like it's a no, no-brainer. But prepare your body so that your flesh is not a distraction while you're praying. Go to the bathroom beforehand, get a drink, eat something, blow your nose, whatever it is you need to do in order to concentrate better on your time with God. And if you're like me, you want to keep a box of tissue handy during your prayer time, just in case. Okay, and another way I encourage you to use your body during prayer time is, if at all possible, put it in a reverent position. Kneel. It it seems any more that pretty much there are hardly any people who kneel to pray, most especially not in public or in a large church community. But kneeling is a humbling and reverent position to be in when you speak to our Heavenly Father. Bow down in honor of him. Maybe you can't kneel. Maybe you're just physically not able. Understand that. But you could bow your head. You can close your eyes. Or even look up and raise your hands. Or lay down face down on the floor. Any one of these is a physical sign of honoring and respecting the Lord. If you have never done any of these while you're praying, I encourage you to try them. Just try it. You don't have to do it every time. Just do it as your heart and your spirit feel led. But I encourage you to at least try it. So I just want to recap here these steps to starting and maintaining that effectual, powerful prayer life for you. Number one, you're going to turn to the word of God. Number two, you're going to pray at the same time in the same place every day. Number three, pray out loud. Number four, be cautious with your prayer list. Number five, keep a notepad handy. And number six, prepare your body. So that is what has been on my heart for Uh, about a a week, week and a half now. And I just really wanted to share it with you because I don't know what I would do without prayer time. I don't know what I would do without my relationship with the Lord. And I do not want to find out. So I continue to work harder to be as consistent and mindful and loving in my prayer life, not just because there's power in it, but because I want a relationship with the Lord that is deep, that is true, that is sincere. And I don't don't want to give him lip service. I want to be able to intercede on other people's behalf. And in order to do that, I have to know him well, and I have to be able to hear from him and know that everything I take to him, he is, is going to honor. And so that's important to me. And so I, I pray that it's important to you. But, but more than that, um, my prayer for you is the same prayer that Paul had for the Ephesians in um, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. He said, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you 
and the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for all of us who believe. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Until next time, I hope you have a, a week filled with grace and peace and a whole lot of prayer. 